we going? I can never tell on YouTube if we're going. It says we're going. We're going. Whoa. What's up, internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Cleruth. Welcome to the 100 and something edition of the Nightly Morning Show here live on our YouTube channel. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. Clarice is going to go turn off whatever uh, is in the bedroom yep, echoing our show. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. I, I should know how many of these we've done, but I like genuinely don't. Good morning, Rebel. Good morning, Rhiannon. How is everybody this morning? Welcome to the Nightly Morning Show. What was it? Your laptop. Ah, that's sad. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. All right. Well, welcome to the Nightly Morning Show. Brought to you this morning by our patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdy nightly. They are the backbone of the nerdy nightly. Mm -hmm. I can't keep saying nerdy nightly. You can if you want. I don't want to. Okay. It's too many times. Well. Um, and I just want to start the show off by saying a huge thank you to them. For keeping the wheels on the bus going round and round. We're going to start the show this morning the way we always do. By asking my beautiful wife, uh, Clarice, how you doing? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, our plans for this week kind of got a little thrown off. Yeah. Um, so our week looks a little different. Originally, we were supposed to be finishing the show and then rushing off to Windsor for a photo shoot. Mm -hmm. um, but the weather was not in our favor, so that has had to be rescheduled. But that means I can stream tonight. So yeah. I am actually, I'm happy about what that. What are you playing tonight? Subnautica. Subnautica. Yeah. And then uh, back to Witcher on Wednesday. Creature. Toss a coin to him. You know what? I didn't uh, add it into the rundown. I guess it's part of the whole E3 thing. But there's going to be a Witcher Con next month. A Witcher Con? Yeah, like a Witcher convention. Online Witcher convention. Keep your eyes peeled for that. There's going to be a lot of information. We're probably going to get our first full trailer for The Witcher Season 2 on that Netflix. makes sense. Uh, yeah. They released like a like 40 second series teaser thing. We didn't do a reaction because it was, it was really short and there wasn't much yeah, to it. But. Less than a minute. Okay. Siri looks older. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, um, the photo shoot's gonna have to wait, which is kind of a shame, but I, I, you know, the, the whole point of the photo shoot involves something outside. I don't know if you've said what it is, so I, not to spoil, no, no, but it is raining, spoilers. and so we literally couldn't. Yeah, we yeah, do. we can't, but good morning, everybody. It's good really nice to see y'all here. morning, Subnautica. Exactly. That's how, right. Good morning, Muddles. How you doing? How am I doing? I am good, y'all. We beat Gen 3 last night. We beat Pokemon Emerald in the Nerdy Lock Challenge. After wiping, too. Yep, thanks hey, for that. no, no, it's good. It's good. You crushed it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. I will never look at Kingdra the same way after this. Kingdra's an absolute monster of a Pokemon. He's a dick. I mean, sure. <laughs> He's rude. He's really kind. Just. How do you know? Have you met him? No, no, I've not okay. met him. Uh, sorry if you can hear construction noise. There is some construction going on outside of our apartment. Um, but uh, to start the show today, you know, it is E3. So I figured the, the best way to start the show, before we get into our main topic... Uh, I wanted to ask you, Clarus, so far with the E3 presentations and things that you've seen, mm -hmm. what are some highs, what are some lows? Let's start, let's maybe start with the highs. Okay, okay. Start with the highs. Um, well, w uh, from the stuff that we've seen, um, uh, I mean, there's a few things that I'm really excited for and mm -hmm. a few new things as well. Um, that one trailer really stuck out to me, 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, it looks like a really interesting game and I, I don't... I don't even fully understand what it is, but there's some really incredible people in it. I'm a sucker for time loop stuff. Yeah, yeah, it wow. looks really dope. Um, uh, the the new game that Bethesda is working on, um, Redfall, actually looks really cool. I like vampires. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I I don't know if I'll I I don't know I I, I want to play it, but I I don't know I don't know if it'll be for me. I'll probably like <laughs> try it. Clarice does not handle horror well. No. Um, the Bethesda, we watched the Bethesda panel live on stream. Uh, if you want to join us for another one of those live watch alongs, tomorrow at noon Eastern, we are going to be doing a live watch along of the Nintendo E3 presentation. Mm -hmm. um, but we did watch the Bethesda one live, and there were a couple things I wanted to bring up. Mm -hmm. They mentioned Elder Scrolls 6 once, in yeah, passing. In passing. Um, that was a low for sure. Uh, the Halo stuff because it's xbox bethesda now obviously it's not just bethesda yeah. the the halo stuff looked good mm -hmm. i just need this game to come out 
Um, and they did not, speaking of the time loops, they did not say anything about Deathloop. Uh, Deathloop, for those of you who don't know, is a uh, time loop based shooter game, uh, sort of like a roguelite shooter, I, I think. And what's interesting like about it is that it is a Bethesda game that they were originally making for PlayStation. And so I was wondering if at the Xbox Bethesda panel, were we going to hear about this game that wasn't going to be on Xbox? Right. We did not. And um, I, I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. However, I'm really excited for Deathloop. I think that game looks amazing. Mm -hmm. I really want to play it. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I wish that we gotten to learn some more information about that game in the panel. But at the same time, I also understand why Xbox was like, hey, maybe don't talk about that one. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of can't it looks weird mm -hmm. if they do so uh a couple of other standouts for me uh so far uh the elden ring trailer looks really good it looks really cool mm -hmm. that was my favorite one so far and um i i liked that guardians of the galaxy game yeah it looks, uh, cool. it looks interesting i like that it's a single player i like because you know when you first i first saw the way that peter quill star lord was moving around it i got a couple of flashbacks to the avengers crystal dynamics game um okay and i um I, 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 yeah, yeah, we're actually going to be talking about that next. But um, I was like, I don't really need another games-as-service Marvel game. Like, why would you have two of them back-to-back? -back? Mm -hmm. So to find out that this is a single-player, story-driven game mm -hmm. um, where you get to, like, direct the Guardians to um, help you out in the missions, I think it's actually really fun, and I'm excited for that. Yeah, it looks cool. Like, um, that's coming out really soon, too. Yeah, uh, October, uh, I think. Yeah, 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 which, like, I didn't know it was happening, so I was kind of surprised to see it coming out so quickly, but... Crazy that October is very soon. Yeah, for a game, yeah. Well, no, I just mean, like, October is soon. It's June. I know. It's, it's like, halfway. halfway through June. Yeah, it is. Like, October is not that far away, which is... Wild. Painful. That's um, is up. That, yep, mm-hmm. And then we'll be homeless. It'll be great. No. Uh, Y'all, in, no, in the we'll chat, go. I would love if you guys would drop, um, if you've been watching E3 stuff, what uh, is sticking out to you. Yeah. What, uh, what, like, what your favorites are. Yeah. What What looks interesting? What do you think you'll be picking up? What are uh, What are some of the things that you feel have been um, maybe, maybe not as successful? Well, I mean, everyone wanted to hear about Elder Scrolls, but that was never going to happen, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Uh, it is what it is. I'm not surprised. Mm -hmm. I was hopeful, but I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, I don't know. There haven't been any, like, I'm trying to think if there are any, like, horrible. I, I, I know you didn't watch the Square Enix panel, yeah. but, uh, oh boy, Square Enix really, um. What mm -hmm. happened? I, it's, you know what? I think that game companies and gamers are in a different place, if I'm going to be completely honest. And I think that's what it is. The Square Enix panel showed off a lot of mobile games. And for Square Enix, those probably make a lot of money. But for gamers, I, I feel... And, and it's not all gamers, right? Because I don't want to say that there's a difference between mobile gamers and console gamers. There isn't. All gamers are gamers. But in my opinion, the kinds of gamers who are more likely to tune into an E3 presentation are probably not, not as heavily mobile gamers. Mobile gamers. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like it might have just been the the financial side of making money on mobile for Square Enix makes sense. And the games mm -hmm. they're putting out there makes sense. Putting out all of the original Final Fantasy games on mobile is really cool. Yep. I, I, I personally would have loved if it would come to the Switch, um, since a lot of those games are already on mobile, which was a little weird. But um, mm -hmm. getting getting a lot of mobile games is great. I, I have nothing against that. I just think that for their presentation, it, it, just, it was kind of lackluster, right? Yeah. Um, Yep. And it started off with what's going to be our second topic with the announcement that Black Panther is coming to Crystal Dynamics' Avengers mm -hmm. in August, mm -hmm. um, which is a whole... We're going to talk about that as its own thing. That's our title story today. But um, I just... I feel like the... Um, yeah, I feel like the Square Enix presentation as a presentation wasn't as successful as it could have been. That sucks. Um, Hero of Wind is saying uh, that Rune Factory 5 English release was announced, which is awesome. I know that Miller... Uh, Hero of Wind plays that in Japanese... Uh, um, a big fan. The one that, uh, the other one that did stand out to me, um, not that I think that I will play because it's not my kind of game, but I gotta gr agree with Nicholas, uh, Battlefield 2042 looked yeah. really cool. <clears throat> we did the trailer reaction last yeah. week, um, and we were blown away by that game. Yeah, I'm not um, a shooters person, but I can really appreciate the game. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, uh, the Battlefield 2042 maps look 
unbelievable. Yeah. Our Rebel Trooper is saying they really like Starfield. It looks cool. It does. But yeah. we haven't seen much. I just don't know what it is yet. Yeah. I don't know what kind of game it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. It's giving me like the Mass Effect vibes that I love, so I'm happy, but... Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what the Siege game is, Hero of Wind. <clears throat> um, Nicholas Smith agrees with us. Yeah, wants to know more about Starfield before getting too hyped. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, Miller's saying a lot of these games aren't being made for Western markets, though. The Asian market is huge. That is really true, uh, Hero of Wind. I agree with you. I would say, though, that this presentation was made for Western markets. And so in terms of... Yeah, I think it's, I, the for, content mm -hmm. was a, a little disparaged between like the, the between the, the presentation itself. Yeah, I mean, the whole point of these presentations is to get hype in the Western market, right? Like, yeah. For, you know, for, for the most part. I, I think that, like, the, you know, game sales these days are built on the backbone of hype. And so mm -hmm. if you don't present the game to the right market the right way, you're, you're gonna, you know, even if you have a great game, the wrong presentation can hit wrong, you know what I yeah. mean? And you can end up in a position where you are not getting the hype that you should get because of where and when you present it. Mm -hmm. Where and when you put out something is more important than what it actually is, in my opinion. Yeah. It was something we talked a lot about with the Black Widow trailers that we didn't love as much. And I was like, well... This trailer doesn't function in a advertisement campaign the way that it should because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so it's not hyping me up for the movie in the right way because it's like a rehash of a trailer I've already seen. And so, and that's not saying that any of these did that. I'm just saying there is a, there's a really important emphasis in marketing on when and where. And I feel like Square Enix maybe didn't hit the mark on that, even though the content of the trailers that they put out was all pretty much good there was one game i can't remember what it's called but it, it didn't look good but um um I, I i think that this was more of a when and where situation gotcha uh, nicholas smith brought up jack sparrow uh, showing up in the sea of thieves presentation yeah that was a surprise mm -hmm. if you watched it if you were there for our, like a live watch along i was like is that calypso from pirates of the caribbean mm -hmm. and then it literally was jack sparrow and i was like oh yeah. no it, it is it's literally, literally like yeah. Which I think is cool. I think it's I think it's smart of them. Um, each thing has its own fan base, and I think that they're going to come together and make something mm -hmm. really cool. I've never played Sea of Thieves, but I kind of want to now. Well, I'm in um, the same boat. Like I've never I've never even thought about buying Sea of Thieves, except for the fact that we have some friends who play it together, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't mind joining them. Yeah. But now I'm like, well, I guess I'll yeah, I would love I would like to play through Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, As a yeah. pirate, like that sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds fun. Um, uh, Shin for me, um, Elden Ring looks really really cool. That's, that's mm -hmm. what stood out. That and 12 Minutes were kind of the two that I was like... Yeah. Um, so tomorrow... There was also, oh, I'm trying to remember what it was called, that um, Little Nightmares-esque game where it was like the family... Oh, the, 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 um, the, yeah, mm-hmm, um, the, um, Extraction or Escape or no. something like that. It's the Alien Invasion, um, 16-bit game. 16-bit? No. Was it? Though? Yeah, the art style was like, like all like pixely. I think I guess. Yeah. I. Right? Anyways, can't remember. It was. It was. It was cool. Um. And uh, uh, so tomorrow. Tomorrow is the Nintendo uh, uh, Direct. I don't know if it's, they're calling it a Direct. It is a Nintendo E three presentation. Yeah. Uh, that's at noon. There are a lot of Zelda rumors. I think that. Um. I think we'll probably hear something about Pokemon. I feel like we'll hear something about the Pokemon remakes. I feel like if they're going to announce anything about Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, it'll be, um, we might get some information about, like, Mega Evolutions being in the game or something mm -hmm. like that if they're bringing Megas back. Gotcha. Which I think a lot of people would like. Um, I think people would like Dynamaxing to stay in Galar and, um, for, for Mega Evolutions to come back. Gotcha. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, good morning, Kate. Hey, friend. Um, I think we'd all love to play Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I just want to make out with... Jack Sparrow. Um, Honestly, they're all of them. Yeah, I know that whole cast. <laughs> like... That whole cast is so hot. It's wild. Um, uh, Nicholas Smith saying Avatar looks cool. I totally forgot Avatar. Yeah. yeah there have I been forgot. so many announcements that it feels like Avatar was like a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. Avatar mm -hmm. looks cool. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like. I thought the graphics looked really great. <clears> I think <throat> the idea is really is is. I think it's dope. Um, we'll probably get that one. Avatar, yeah, probably. Yeah, we'll probably get that one. Um, all right, y'all, let's move on to... Ooh, gosh, this mouse is not working now. Um, let's move on to our second story of the day, which is uh, tied to our first story. 
which is going back into that Square Enix announcement that Black Panther is coming to the Crystal Dynamics Avengers Games as Service game. But is it too little too late? Yeah, and this was the question I wanted to ask, right? Because I, I don't think there's any doubt that Black Panther is one of the biggest characters in the world right now. Yeah. Uh, the movie was an absolute dynamite success. And, you know, not to be insensitive about it, but I, I think that there is an element of Chadwick Boseman's recent passing, mm -hmm. um, tragic and, 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 you know, and devastating passing, um, that catapulted the character into a sort of legendary status now. Yep. You know, I think that there's just, I think there's a cultural relationship with this character and this actor um, that have become even more entrenched because of the way that he passed. Yeah. Um, Can you believe it's been almost a year? That's wild. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think that putting Black Panther in something right now is always going to be a good idea. Black yeah. Panther is going to sell tickets. Yeah. You know, for a while. Like, the 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 cultural resonance of that character, um, for what it means to um, the black community, for how it kind of, like, changed cinema, in my opinion. Yeah. I think that I, I think Black Panther is going to be a landmark moment in how movies are made moving forward in terms of diversity and in terms of who gets to be a lead of a movie. Yep. Um, and so I, I think that putting Black Panther in your game, great idea. Black Panther should have been a day one character. The fact that there were only there was only one person of color that was playable on the day one. Mm, do better. I love the way they handled Kamala Khan. I want to be really clear. I love the way that she was in the game. Miss mm -hmm. um, Marvel is amazing. She is one of my favorite Marvel characters. I really adore her. But, you know, do better. we're getting Black Panther a year into the game. Yeah. Do you think that it can bring players back to a game that is struggling to find players? I, I don't think it's going to help them long term. I think, okay. I think they, you know, I think they'll get, there will be an initial hype. People mm -hmm. come in, people try it, and then I don't think it'll be enough. And so the same problems that are still present in the game are still going to be there and people are just going to drop off again. Um, mm -hmm. I think so. I, like, I, I'm no expert, but that's just kind of what it feels like. But uh, yeah, putting Black Panther in there is a good choice. I think you were too late. Yeah, it is interesting. I feel like... Yeah, they would have to like change the structure of the game to keep people playing long term, mm -hmm. um, which is a shame because I, you know, I, if you if you are all here from, um, you know, before the nightly morning show was even on the channel, I was so excited for this game. I know. I I, I reviewed the um, beta test really well. Um, I, I I reviewed a lot of um, I reviewed the uh, game launch like the story really well on the channel when it came out. Mm -hmm. I really really enjoyed this for the first like. 15 hours and I I, th I I still hold I think the story mode of this game is actually pretty solid mm -hmm. I think it's fun I really enjoyed it I like the characters the character modeling I agree is a little rough in some places Captain America in particular doesn't look great to me sometimes um, the Hulk too the Hulk's hair is hilariously bad Unless anytime the Hulk has it, hair but... is like chef's kiss um oh my god it's but so funny in the bad way yeah yeah um but the the game to me really falls off after you beat the story. The, the end game content to me isn't fun, which is the most important part of a games as service game. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Black Panther being introduced into the game will change that. However, I do think there will be an initial like blip of interest yeah. from people who probably already own it, or I could see them putting this on um, the PlayStation Plus when or or like Game Pass or something like that in August in conjunction with this to get players into the game hopefully get them to buy the $10 Game Pass to level up their Black Panther. I could see them doing something like that. Make the game free to play, put uh, with Black Panther. Yeah. Um, Nicholas Smith in the chat is bringing up that Spider-Man was supposed to be released at the beginning of this year as well. And I think Spider-Man could do a lot for sales of this game. Mm. The problem is PlayStation exclusive. So yeah. if you want Spider-Man, you have to have a PS4 or a PS5. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, that's not going to bring in the, the large number of players that a game like this would like to see. Yeah, I don't think, I, do, I don't think it's going to be enough. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I really don't know if there is enough at this point that actually could make a huge, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy, I really enjoyed my initial gameplay of this. And I love the Avengers. And so I just, I wanted this game to be like my destiny too. I wanted yeah. this to be like my game that like I plug in for a couple hours every night um, or like an hour, you know, like, you know, th that I did my dailies every day because I enjoyed being in the world. 
And the truth is, like, I didn't even last a week. Yeah. And uh, that's just not enough content for something like this. And I don't know. I just, I don't think, I don't think Black Panther is going to save it. Even no, though no. if any character could, it would be Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's, yeah. I think they screwed up. Um, Hero of Wind, can you have DLC that is exclusive to one console? That's what they're doing. Yeah, Miller. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, they are the, because Sony owns the character of Spider-Man, they have said that Spider-Man will only appear in the PlayStation version of, um, Crystal Dynamics Avengers game. And so... Makes it complicated. Yeah. yeah it, does. it doesn't bug well for the game. It's, I'm, unfortunately, it's probably going to die off. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm assuming they'll get... They've already announced that Spider-Man's coming, so I'm assuming they'll get to that point. I'm assuming Spider-Man will get released probably around the holidays, maybe, like, October, November. Mm -hmm. um, they'll try and get, like, a boost of players in around Christmas time when people have new consoles and stuff. Um, I feel like a lot of games like this tend to try and do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I have a feeling Spider-Man will be the final... Uh, will be the final new character and then they'll kind of ride it out yeah unless they're still making money but like from uh i have a couple of friends who have tried to play it recently and they've said that the queue lines to get into a match are just ungodly long yeah uh so i don't personally Which, see that happening but. yeah like if you're waiting longer than like five minutes you're yeah. just gonna put on another game yeah yeah yeah, yeah. switch over to valorant and come play with us <laughs> um all right well uh, before we go into our uh, halftime show, let's uh, really quickly talk about the fact that we have a title for the upcoming sequel to James Wan's Aquaman movie. Uh, Aquaman 2 is officially going to be titled Aquaman The Lost Kingdom. I am so excited. I know. Aquaman, for those of you who don't know, is my favorite superhero. Um, there's not much more to this story other than we have a title, but we have a title. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting my boy... Arthur Curry back on screen, um, probably with Black Manta as like the main villain this time instead of the secondary villain, which yeah. will be great. Uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen is an unbelievable actor mm -hmm. um, with an unbelievable penis if you've seen Watchmen. Um, wow, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Watchmen on HBO. It's, uh, it's a television show. Um, Sorry, I was not expecting that. That one was, that was just a good reaction out of my way. Oh, God. Um, There's a reason why this is marked as explicit on the podcast feed. Yeah, yeah, just in case. Hero, when you've not seen Aquaman, go watch Aquaman. What are you doing? It's fun. It's, it's not like, I don't know. Well, in terms of DC movies, actually, it's definitely in the top ones because a lot mm. of them are really bad. Um, it's, it's good. I enjoyed yeah. it. The visuals are really, really cool. Um, I'm excited for the second one. When, when-ish is it supposed to come out? I'm assuming it'll come out, uh, late next year. Okay. Yeah, right? Because we'll get Batman in, like, May, June, probably. Mm -hmm. There's a date. I know there's already a date for Batman. I just don't know what it is off the top of my head. Um, and then we'll get, so Suicide Squad 2's this year. Batman's early next year. Uh, Shazam is filming, so that'll probably come out next year. Right. Um, and Black right. Adam will come out next year as well. Right. Okay, so yeah, they've got a lot. I'm pretty sure Suicide Squad is the only DC movie coming out the rest of the year. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, now with that story out of the way, it's time. Are you sure that Miller's your brother? Yep. Okay. Just checking. It's time for our favorite segment. Clarus. <laughs> makes up the news it's so early why because it's 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 the it's the halftime show is it yeah oh uh. i'm gonna i'm just gonna look at my ipad while you try to do this wow wow are you gonna time me <laughs> no Millie, you're fine i understand i just it's just funny because well because david loves them so much do, 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 also do, i can do, some of them are really good i <gasps> Stop it! Um, well, we're gonna have some news, and it's gonna be fake. <laughs> what? No, that was funny. Oh. I just enjoyed that. It was good. <laughs> Thanks. Um, um, so, so, the news. The news is that, um, oh my gosh, wow, we just got another E3 announcement. Oh my god, another E3 <gasps> announcement. That's so cool. 
cool. Wow. Okay. So it looks like it looks like um, Bethesda mm-hmm. is uh, working on another uh, new game. Oh wow! Actually, um, mm-hmm. they're very busy. They're very very busy. Um, this one is gonna. It's you're gonna like this. Oh, okay. you're gonna like this one a lot, actually. Um, uh, they have bought the rights. Don't ask me how. That's like very complicated. They are going to be making a new game, um, and the main character is going to be R2D2, but in an alternate Ooh. universe. Oh so wow! He's actually the villain. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're going to be playing as R2D2. Wait, so you get to play as an evil R2D2? Yes, exactly. What's the plot? Well, the plot is um, it's 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 like one of those like. Um, it, it doesn't have much of, like, a uh, storyline. Mm, mm-hmm. um, the main storyline is actually pretty quick. It's only a couple hours. Basically, um, R2-D2 uh, uh, is, infiltrates the rebel base and then just, like, zaps the, the, the computer systems and shuts everything down. And it's very easy. But the, the fun part of it... The fun part of it is that there's like a there's like a tag version where you're running around the rebel base and you just have to zap as many people as you can. And the the main the main idea is to get as high a score as possible <laughs> to see how many people you can zap. So Bethesda, so Bethesda, yeah, is making a small R two D two tag game. Yep, yeah, it's also going to be available on mobile. Wow. What? <clears throat> wow. Um, the main hero of the story, who's like your antagonist, is mm-hmm. C-3PO. Shocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked. So, like, it, he's like, you know how he's like gold, he, and, and, and when you play games, like... <laughs> you know how he is shut up, like shut up. gold? <laughs> shut up. It's like, you know, when you when you have, like, the, the gold thing is worth more? Yeah, it's worth 10 points if you can zap C-3PO. I just, th- I, this is so bad, but I just picture R2, like, going around, like, the rebel base on Hoth, and just shoving his little, like, poker stick up into people's butt cheeks. That's what he can reach, so that, that makes sense. Just, like, zapping C-3PO in his butt. Oh my. Hey, you never know. I'm sure somebody's oh probably God. made, like, a It's so weird. How did you think of that? Uh, I saw your uh, R2-D2 <laughs> mini thing, um, Funko, and uh, and we were talking about E3, so... Cool. All right. Well, there. that's that's the news. There you have it. Uh, it's time to head into everybody's least favorite segment. VR-capable. Um, VR-capable yes. R2-D2 but, but tag. only on your phone, on the, like, VR that you put literally your phone in front of your eyeballs. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to talk about the weekend box office, and we have absolutely massive news. Oh my god, y'all ready for this? For the first time since the pandemic began, a movie made in the United States of America has passed $100 million at the domestic box office. Was it Godzilla vs. Kong? No. Godzilla vs. Kong stalled at $99.6 million. Aw, that's sad. And is no longer in theaters. But The Quiet Place Part 2 has passed $100 million at the pandemic box office, which is... I have kind of chills right now. This is such good news, y'all. Because it means that we might get theaters back. Yeah, of course we're getting theaters No, but like that theaters might survive this. Mm. It means that people are willing to go to the theater. Mm -hmm. And this is so important. Because there, there was always a chance that theaters would open back up but that there would be hesitancy, that people wouldn't be willing to show up for them. Mm-hmm. And we are in a position now where, you know, a movie like The Quiet Place Part Two making $100 million is more than it, than success for that movie. It is success for a box office that needs to have a really good summer. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest. These movie theaters need to have a good summer. Yeah. And the fact that people are willing to show for Quiet Place, I, I think... Is, is an incredible sign that there's potential for these movie theaters to make some of their money back, dig out of the debt holes that they found themselves in because of the pandemic. The debt holes. No, but seriously, you know, like AMC had to sell a lot of stock. No, I know, I know. You know, like these companies need a boost right now. And so I, I just, seeing $100 million next to a movie that came out three weeks ago is absolutely huge in my opinion. Yeah. In terms of the long-term viability of an art form that I absolutely love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I love going to the movies. 
And the fact that I haven't been to a movie in almost a year is really tough for me. I, I hate it. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm just, I'm so happy to see that Quiet Place Part 2 succeed like this because it means that, you know, companies like AMC and Cineplex and, and Regal and Cinemark and all these companies that are places where I find so much joy mm -hmm. and where I've spent so much of my life when I'm having a bad day, when I'm having, you know, tough times, I go to the movies. That's just, that's how I comfort myself mm -hmm. you know i go to the movies i get my little icy and i sit by myself and i watch a movie and that's that's when i had a bad audition that's how i would get over it you know what i mean and so yeah this just means a lot this mm -hmm. is a this is a big moment um a lot of uh, in uh, interesting uh industry insiders are saying that this is probably because a quiet place part two is only in theaters mm -hmm. and so movies like um godzilla versus kong which would have crossed a hundred million dollars if it had just been in theaters. If it had just been in theaters, yeah. didn't. But they're still going to make that money anyway, so it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, another movie that opened this weekend that is also uh, on HBO Max is um, In the Heights. Uh, In the Heights is a uh, musical film that is based on a show that I absolutely adore. I saw In the Heights three times on Broadway. Mm -hmm. I really love the show. Uh, In the Heights underperformed, unfortunately, though. And um, only came in with $11.4 million. Coming in second place to A Quiet Place Part 2 at $11.6 million. Um, so In the Heights came in second. And in third was the other new movie, Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, at $10.4 million. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, um, came in at $10,020,000, uh, uh, which means that the top uh, the top four movies this weekend are all within uh, uh, just under $2 million of each other. Yeah. Which is wild. Um, Cruella uh, only had a 38% drop this weekend to $6.7 million. And that rounds out our top five. Mm -hmm. um, but it should be noted that uh, Raya the Last Dragon has uh, definitely uh, reached the end of its line here. It dropped 85% this weekend to just over um, $185,000 mm -hmm. um, and dropped from number five to number 12. So it looks like Raya the Last Dragon is pretty much done. Mm -hmm. um, there's just too many kids' movies and other, uh, other, stuff, to other see. stuff to see. Um <clears throat> What? Nothing. What? I'm excited. What are you excited for? The Croods. Oh! Wait, did you guys want to talk about The Croods? <laughs> I think chat is asking for it, yes. Wait, I'm sorry. Did, did, did people want to know what happened with The Croods? Interesting. Well, it's it's very fascinating, actually. Yeah, oh my god, look at that. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we have big news. Sorry I buried the lead on this. I thought it would be fun if we talked about everything else first, because this is what we have to talk about. The Croods 2. The Croods 2, A New Age, has pulled in another $65,000. Now, this is interesting because it is 15% more than it made last weekend. How did it do that? I don't know. The morning show. The morning went out, show? Y'all went out and watched The Croods. Um, the Croods 2, A New Age, went up by 15.5%. Um, its domestic total is now $58.47 million. Now, what's really important about that number is that Tenet. Tenet is at 58 point... Damn it, I went to the wrong page. Um, give me one second. Because I want to make sure I get this number exactly right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to make sure I get this number exactly right. It is at 58 point... Four five, so as of now, last week we talked about how on the numbers.com the Croods was already ahead. Uh -huh. But as of right now, on every single site that pulls domestic box office that I can find, the Croods is officially the winner. Well done, well done, Croods. The Croods and New Age has officially passed Tenet at the domestic box office, and I I've never been happier. Yeah, truly. I've never I've truly never this been happier than I am in this moment. The peak. Of happiness right here um sorry babe but it, it, i'm so glad this movie that we haven't seen beat uh, another movie that we thought was fine that we thought was hard to listen to oh, i think that's God. fair i i don't think there's anyone out there who's like no tenant sound design was great you know no <laughs> has I, it passed I, any marvel or dc movies no no, no, no. It hasn't, like, made a ton of money, but it made more than Tenet, and that's what matters. <laughs> that's what matters. Why does it matter? We don't know. We can't remember. There was a point, I mean, it's recorded, so there, there was a point on the show where I was like, I wonder if it'll beat Tenet. 
And then we became obsessed with this idea with Croods 2 beating Tenet it at the domestic a box office. I don't know and what happened. And it did. I'm so proud. I just, I don't know. I think there's just so something, there's something so funny about David Tennant's movie losing to David the, Tenet. or not David Tennant, um, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Wow. Wrong Tenant. <laughs> about Christopher Nolan losing to the Croods at the box office. Like, that's just like hilarious to me. Because it, it's only a pandemic thing, right? Like, in a, in a normal world, there's no way that happens. No, 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 no. It's no. a Christopher Nolan movie. Like, yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I, I didn't like Tenet as, I, I liked it more than you did, I think. But um, I still found it impossible to listen to. Like, I thought the sound design was not good. Yeah. Um, and I, even that, like, even the fact that I didn't love it, I would, I will go see every Christopher Nolan movie on day one. Because when his movies hit, they are my favorite movies. Like, The Prestige, to me, is a masterpiece. Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Dunkirk, all masterpieces. Inception, not quite a masterpiece in my opinion. I know people love it. I really like it. It's a fantastic movie. It's just, you know, it's my fifth favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Right. Wow. <laughs> it's so sad for him. Um, yeah. I've never actually seen uh, Mementos his as well, right? No idea. There's one movie, his first movie, the movie he did before Prestige is the only Christopher Nolan movie I haven't seen, which I want to watch because I've heard it's good, but, hmm. um, the only bad Christopher Nolan movie, in my opinion, is The Dark Knight Rises, but that's just because, hmm, I have reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, have you seen, have you seen the bad lip reading of Dark Knight Rises? No. <laughs> Do you like strawberries? They're high in fiber. Very funny. If you ever if you ever need a good laugh, go watch the bad lip readings of um, The Dark Knight Rises because his lips aren't moving. He has a mask on so they can just make him say whatever they want and it's fantastic. That's amazing. Uh, I need more coffee. I do need more. I always need more coffee, Rebel. Yeah, um, that's, that's nothing new. Uh, we have uh, some really good news at the International Box Office for a lot of the movies that we just talked about. I do want to bring up um, uh, uh, Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It did really well at the International Box Office this weekend. Sorry, my iPad's moving a little slow here. I want to make sure I get these numbers right for y'all who care. Um, uh, Conjuring and Cruella um, uh, have both passed 100 million internationally, mm -hmm. uh, which is great to see. Uh, Cruella had a decent uh, second weekend in um, uh, China. Um, and uh, Quiet Place Part 2 is at $183 million internationally. Which is absolutely wow. um, just just massive for that movie. I th I'm pretty sure it's paced pretty decently ahead of the first one too, which is really awesome. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Peter Rabbit Two is also doing well in China. Um, it uh, it has a nine point two on Mao Yan. The uh, like it's like kind of like their Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, um, yeah, okay. And um, how well movies do on Mao Yan is a real indicator of how much money they're going to make. So 9.2 is uh, ahead of the first installment's 8.9. Uh, there also doesn't seem to be any controversy with Peter Rabbit 2. Uh, the first movie had the controversy where um, Peter Rabbit threw a blueberry into the antagonist's mouth, causing an allergic reaction, and mothers were really s upset because they were saying that kids on the playground were going to try and murder each other with um, allergies after that. Right, um, right, which... right, right. Is, yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I get it, but also I don't get it. Um, and, um, uh, Demon Slayer has gone on, is, is still crushing it worldwide. Um, Demon Slayer, uh, has become the biggest anime title of the last 20 years in the UK. So, uh -oh. um, that movie is still making money internationally and we need to watch it. I really want to watch the Demon yeah. Slayer, the first season of the show into the movie. Yeah, that would be, that would be good. Um, Nicholas Smith wants to know, are we excited for F9? No, no. I'm really apprehensive, Nicholas Smith, because I love the Fast movies. I don't know why. I love that franchise. Um, I really do. I like all of them. There's a couple that are rougher than others, but I, I like them all, and I love some of them a lot. Fast Five, to me, is um, like one of the best action movies of the last 20 years, I think. Um, you liked Fast Five. Yeah, I did. But, like, I don't love the franchise as a whole. I love the franchise. And now I can say that because I've seen them all. Yeah, you've seen all of them. Now I have an opinion. We are going to be putting out a um, video in the next week here, probably, mm -hmm. that will be, um, we're going to rank the entire Fast franchise, uh, like we did with our DC movie rankings before Center Cut. 
Uh, that'll probably come out next week uh, on uh, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, so, you know, I, I don't want to say too much right now, but mm-hmm. um, unfortunately the reviews uh, for Fast 9 have not been stellar. And so I'm excited to see a movie, mm-hmm. but I'm not necessarily excited for Fast 9. I'm apprehensive about... I, I have not loved... I have not loved the 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 more ridiculous they get the less interested i get i read the thing i love about fast five so much is that all of the driving stunts feel practical and i know that a lot of them are like fully practical mm-hmm. um and i feel like the further the fast franchise has gotten away from practical driving stunts the less interesting it is to look at mm-hmm. and so it's less fun mm-hmm. and um like fast eight to me had a lot of stuff that i didn't really love um particularly how i handled dom's character and um, some of the more ridiculous sequences that don't even look like there are people driving the cars. Other, I know there are scenes where the, literally people aren't driving the cars. Um, but, you know, Fast 5 and Fast 6 to me, and Fast 4, um, as far as stunts go, those driving stunts all felt really practical, and I loved that about the franchise. And the further they've gotten away from that, um, the less interested I am. And I know that a lot of the driving in this upcoming fast movie is CGI because of the magnet situation and everything they're doing with that and the flying cars, stuff that you just physically can't do in real life. Um, And so the more they've gotten into that territory, the less the franchise is what I loved about it from the first one, Mm -hmm. which is that they're drag racers. um, And yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm apprehensive about Fast 9. I'm worried that it's going to be a bit too ridiculous for um, my taste and that there won't be those practical stunts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm the same. Like, the series kind of lost me in Fast 6, to be honest. So. This does look better than 1 Roman 84. Well, to be fair, the CJ in 1 Roman 84 is not great. Yeah, it's not that hard. It's not good. There's that, there is one scene. I, 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 I really am so struck by it still. The scene where she's running in DC before she, like, leaps into the air after, um... N- near the end of the movie, there's a scene where 1 Roman is running through the streets, and she's, like, speed running. Um... And it just doesn't, it just doesn't look good. No. And it's baffling because it's such an expensive movie. And some of the stunts in that movie look amazing. Yeah. Some of the CGI is so good, but there's this one, this one shot that's, oh, it's so stuck out to me. Yeah, um, it's not good. That's a shame. God, I wanted to love that movie. Me too. Y'all, let's move on. Let's move on to what's left. Oh my gosh. This one's for you, Clarus. We have a new animated Lord of the Rings movie coming. The War of the Rohirrim. Yep. Um, this movie is going to be coming from Amazon because they own that franchise now. Although, interesting, they don't own the Lord of the Rings story. Um, they only own everything else. So they can't actually make a Lord of the Rings story. Oh, okay. Um, Lord, uh, yeah, I, I learned that today from a Deadline article. Uh, Amazon cannot make a Frodo takes the ring to Mordor story. Interesting. So their stuff has to be surround, uh, all the surrounding materials. Honestly, good. Yeah. Like, don't touch it. Fair. <laughs> Those movies are perfect. There mm-hmm. is not a thing, there is not a hair that I would change. Those movies are perfect. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that that makes a lot of sense to me, but I'm excited. I'm always I'm always excited for more Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little nervous. I, I was. <laughs> I remember the first thing I said to you was like, well, you know, the, the history with Lord of the Rings animated stuff is not great. <laughs> but honestly. You're, those movies were made in, like, the early 20s. I know, okay. I know, with like $10,000. No, they're made in the late 70s? 70 and like, 70, like, eight, 9 and I think like 83 or something yeah, yeah. like that. Some Somewhere around that timeline. Um, um, Herovin is bringing up that there is a petition to ban nudity in the Amazon Lord of the Rings stuff. It's already filmed, so... Yeah, it's not gonna happen. They're not gonna like censor it out with emojis, like... Yeah, um... No, there will be nudity in the Lord of the Rings uh, live-action show. I don't think there will be any animated show, I have probably a feeling. Not, probably yeah. not. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this. I, I know Peter Jackson isn't involved, but uh, they, they have his blessing, which is weird because they don't need it, I guess. But no. I guess it's nice to be like, hey, cool. we're making this. Yeah, I guess. If I was Peter Jackson and they asked, I'd be like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Well, I don't know. He put a lot of heart and soul... 
Yeah, but he doesn't own, like, it's not his. No, I know. If I was Tolkien, I would be like, you need my blessing. But, I like, Peter Jackson doesn't own Lord of the Rings. No, I'm sure he's not like, you need my blessing, but I'm sure it was just, like, a nice thing because he probably cares a lot about it. Yeah, I guess. I just think, like, that. I doubt, like, the Shadow of Mordor games people went up to Peter Jackson and were like, hey, Peter, we have an idea for a video game that we have the rights to make, but we just thought we'd ask you if you wanted us to do it. Like, Yeah, I guess. It's nice. I, I just, the word blessing is what's weird in there to me. Yeah, I if they so. if, if the article said, like, and they consulted Peter Jackson on the movie, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be weird to me. I'd be like, yeah, consult him. He makes really great Lord of the Rings stuff. That makes sense. But, like, this whole, like, hat in hand, like, we went to Peter Jackson for his blessing for our Lord of the Rings animated movie is just weird yes. to me. We brought seven cows to marry our daughter. Like, uh, Shin weird. in the chat is saying no one likes to be rude. That is not true. Uh, there are plenty of people who enjoy being rude, and they are not people I like. find them in our like. YouTube comments. Um, <laughs> hey oh, we're streaming on YouTube right now. I know. They know. They know. <laughs> um, Herobin is saying, I think adding nudity just alienates a bit of potential part of the fans. A hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was a choice. Um, it, yeah, it, it was a choice and it might bite backfire. I don't know. I, I do remember Peter Jackson did film a scene, um, in the original Lord of the Rings where, um, the Prancing Pony was actually a strip club, uh, that the hobbits all went to. Um, are you making up the news? <laughs> uh, yeah, they actually, they meant, they went to meet Strider in, uh, The Prancing Pony, um, which was, uh, a strip club in the Shire, uh, and, uh, the scene was cut for obvious reasons, but, um, they, they did film it. God. The Prancing Pony, I, that now feels much different, and yeah, I don't like it, it. but, you know, the sign was a little bit different, it did say Prancing Pony Gentleman's Club, um. I have a feeling there's no gentlemen's clubs in Middle Earth. You would be wrong. Nah. Nah, everybody there is cool. Mm-hmm. What? I, I love the idea that there's, like, a strip club in, like, the Dwarven Kingdom. Um, and, like, the dwarves all go to the strip club, but everyone has a beard, so they just have a hard time, like... You gotta lift it up to see who's who, like... God damn it. Oh, God. Oh, can you imagine, like, Frodo going to a strip club? That poor boy. No. I can't that imagine... That poor 55-year-old boy. I can't imagine Elijah Wood going to a strip club. I can... Okay. I can 10,000% imagine Elijah Wood in a strip club. No, look at his face. He mm, looks seven. Mm -hmm. No, mm-mm. I've seen too many things that he's been in since then. I My 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 version of Elijah Wood has changed over the years. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Me. Um, here when I'm saying you can do sexual scenes without nudity, though, if that is necessary for the story. I, I agree, but I also think that, like, if you're going to tell an adult story, it's fine to have nudity in it. I just don't think that The Lord of the Rings necessarily needs to be an adult story. Well, here's the thing. There are definitely adult things and adult stories within The Lord of the Rings that are not necessarily kid-friendly. And so if this is going to be kind of <clears throat> a, a darker corner of Middle-earth, then sure, maybe there's nudity. Like maybe, maybe the reasoning behind it was, well, it's not going to be for kids anyways. Yeah, and here's my thing: if if your story is not emotionally, if, if your story, if you tell a story that is not emotionally for people under the age of eighteen, have nudity in it. Like I don't care. I don't think I don't think nudity is gross. I don't think nudity like ruins something. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of content out there that doesn't have nudity in it that also isn't for kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just think that, like, I, I think that we are too puritanical about nudity. And we get so, like, oh, my God, I saw boobs. What am I going to do? <laughs> you know? And it's, like, they're boobs. Yeah. We all have them. When I was chubbier, I had them. You know what I mean? Like, get over it. It's just boobs. It's not the end of the world. And, like, people yeah. get so upset about nipple about women's nipples. But they'll look at men's nipples, and they look exactly the same. Yeah. Like, if you did a super close-up of the nipple, you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. And so, <laughs> that's just where I get to the point where I'm like, I, like, I don't know. I'm I'm happy to, to normalize nudity in, like, non-sexual situations. And maybe, <clears throat> like, maybe Lord of the Rings will be more of that? No. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just guessing. They're going to Pound Town. I'm telling you right now. Probably. We're going to see Galadriel get laid in this show and we're all gonna feel weird about it yeah that'd be weird i want her to I go just... like black and white like galadriel mid-sex that's my goal that's my dream no is that she's like going at it and then she's like you should have a queen no 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 
No, I, I just yeah. I I like I I am all for the movement of like making uh, of separating nudity from sexuality because I think mm-hmm. it's like really important, especially for kids to know that their bodies are normal. Mm-hmm. I agree. With that. Like you know, um, and so I. I, I that's what I would like it to be. I don't think that's going to be the case with The Lord of the Rings. I think, I agree, it's going to be sexual. But, um, I don't, I, I don't know. I want to, I, I really want to know how Amazon is going to handle this. I, because I know a lot of people are really against it. I don't, like, it, like you said, there's stuff filmed. Nobody's, get, like, the petition's not going to do anything. I, I hate to break it to you. But, yeah. Yeah, no, it's already done, yeah. They're, they're, they're deep into post now, because that's supposed to come out early next year, I think. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I cannot wait to do a trailer reaction to that. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, uh, what you, uh, Kate is saying what they didn't like about reading Lord of the Rings was the severe lack of character, de- character development, and so you're happy to see anything that resembles that in the television or movie iterations. I agree with that. I think that the movies do a better job of showing the characters growing throughout the story than the books do. Because mm. um, the books were written at a certain time, and there was a certain, you know, uh, stiff upper lip British like aloofness. Yeah, yeah, to them. And I think that the movies, um, I think the movies do do a better job of actually showing how the the characters change throughout the books. Yeah. Um, particularly Frodo. I actually don't. This might be slightly controversial. I don't love book Frodo. Um, that's fair. I love book Sam, but I don't love book Frodo. Mm-hmm. Movies, I love them both. And I just, I, I prefer the way the movies portray Frodo as a character and his arc emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is Elijah Wood. I think Elijah Wood, especially in like, Elijah Wood just brings so much in his eyes in those movies. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, yeah, I think it's wonderful. I, I yeah, I, I, I kind of, I agree with what Kate's saying there. Um, yeah, I get that. Uh, you're going to say having all nudity in, be involved in sexual scenes only sexualizes it more. Is, so that's, that's not actually a problem with the scenes, in my opinion. That is a problem with um, the way that we rate movies um, in terms of, like, age guidelines. That It isn't the movies that are sexualizing in that situation. It is the fact that having nudity in your movie makes it an adult movie that is the problem, right? So we have this system where the MPAA says that, like, if you show women's boobs, you're going to... Um, you're going to be rated as a uh, more adult film and so in order if, if if there are boobs in a movie it probably is a more adult film because they're the people who are willing to deal with that rating and to market around that rating and stuff like that uh and so you're not going to have boobs casually in a pg-13 movie because then it's not a pg-13 movie and it, so it's actually kind of a domino effect of how the rating system it's a has created a like yeah a, a, the, the rating system is a problem and I, I I we need some kind of rating system I just I really hate the one that we have but mm-hmm. um <clears throat> I did not expect to talk about uh, that as much in uh, Lord of the Rings but here we are it's a good chat we have two uh, big stories left in the day y'all it didn't disappear <laughs> what it didn't yeah, get no. there yeah. Uh, I really wanted to talk, uh, talk about how uh, Jamila Al-Jamil, uh, the star of The Good Place, uh, has been cast as Titania in She-Hulk. She will be playing the villain opposite Tatiana Maslany, um, and we love her. I'm so excited for that. We, we absolutely love her. Um, yeah, she's going to be Titania. Oh my god. I've never seen her in anything else other than The Good Place, but she's mm-hmm. in, she's incredible. She's so good, and I think Titania is such a fun character for her to play. For those of you who don't know, Titania is a character from um, uh, Marvel Comics who uh, was uh, pretty small for her age as a child uh, and was just a normal human child, uh, but ended up getting taken to an alien planet uh, and becomes a giantess. Uh, and so she is physically um, the size and strength of She-Hulk and uh, is one of her greatest villains. Um and here's the thing. Jamila Al-Jamil, first of all, is an incredible human. Has a message that I really love and support. And so mm-hmm. seeing her, like, be in a Marvel project and, like, having pe- more people find her voice and hearing, um, you know, what she has to say about n- nudity and what she has to say about the, the female body image and the way that it's treated by society and, and about diet culture and stuff like that. I, I think... cancel she, culture, she has some yeah. really interesting thoughts as well. She deserves a megaphone. And I'm glad that Marvel is, like, going to be showing her to more people because she's so good. But also, She-Hulk is going to be a half-hour comedy. It's going to be a half-hour workplace law comedy. And Jamila Al-Jamil is the kind of actress who can bring a 
comedic counterpoint to Tatiana Maslany yeah. in a really solid way. Uh-huh. Um, she kind of plays antagonist to um, Chris and Bella a lot in the in the Good Place Absolutely. in a way that's really well done. Yeah, yeah. She. Oh my God, I'm so excited for that. I yeah. didn't know I needed it, and now I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm so. I think this is such brilliant casting. I'm. Mm-hmm. This She-Hulk series is shaping up to be the most interesting Disney Plus show to me because mm-hmm. Tatiana Maslany is just unbelievable. Um, Mark Ruffalo is in it as the Hulk. Yeah. He's been seen on set in his, like, um, motion capture suit, which is so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamil Al-Jamil is the villain. It's a 30-minute lawyer comedy starring the Hulk, She-Hulk, and Titania. Like, what yeah. is this thing? I want it so bad. Yeah, I need it. And I I'm just so excited. It. This is so cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. All right. Well, it's time to talk about, um, the most important story of the day. But also, like, the most kind of, like, crunchy granola story of the day. Uh, and so, I hope that you'll go along this adventure with me. Uh, for those of you who don't know, IATSE is the union that um, covers the majority of the people behind the scenes on a film set. Mm-hmm. Uh, actors in front of the camera are covered by SAG-AFTRA. Uh, and then there are some other guilds and stuff. There's Cinematographer's Guild, there's the Producer's Guild, there's the Writer's Guild, and there's the Director's Guild. I might be missing a guild. Anyway, but then uh, IATSE covers the majority of um, the rest of the jobs behind the camera. Uh, you're talking catering, um, you're talking the uh, the drivers, you're talking like a lot of the grips and lighting and stuff like that. A lot of that falls under the banner of IATSE. They are the backbone of the movie and TV industry. We couldn't do anything without them. No. They are so wildly important. And uh, their contract negotiations for their new West Coast contracts are up right now. Uh, they're happening, and unfortunately, they have been stalled. Um, the uh, yesterday uh, after uh, th- they were originally looking at two weeks of negotiations. Uh, those negotiations have been going on for four weeks, and they um, walked away from the table yesterday and said they were going to be taking off. Uh, they were going to take a break until July sixth, uh, and so they're with, they're going to continue negotiations next month, but. The IATSE contract is only up until the end of July. So if they cannot come up with a contract by then, uh, they could strike. Uh, they could go into a temporary contract. There's a lot of different things that could happen. Mm-hmm. But um, this is really important because this is kind of the first big contract that is being negotiated where the union is turning to the producers and saying, hey, we gave you concessions for new media. When Netflix started, when all of these streaming shows started, the unions, the actors union, IATSE, we gave them really nice contracts where they did not have to pay us as much because it was new media and it wasn't making as much money mm-hmm. and it wasn't as um, proliferated and, um, you know, uh, supported as traditional television and traditional films were. Yep. And so this is kind of the first negotiations where the union has said new media is not new anymore. Yep. It is time to start paying up because you are making money hand over fist for these streaming shows, and we are not getting royalties, we are not getting paid as much, we are getting screwed, and you are making more money than ever on off our backs. Mm-hmm. And I I just, I had to talk about it here, I saved it for the end of the show, because I know that like there might not be as many people interested in this, but it is really important that what IATSE is saying here um, gets passed to the other unions. It is really important that SEGAFTRA hears this, because we can no longer tolerate new media contracts. It's not new media anymore. It yeah. is the media. It is the main media. Yeah, literally. And, you know, actors cannot survive without royalties. It is unfair for them to get to make money off of our work forever mm-hmm. and for us to get paid one time. Yeah. That's not the way it's worked for the last hundred years in every other medium. It shouldn't be the way that this works. And I honestly, not taking royalties on new media from the beginning was a huge mistake. It was a, and I know why we did it. We wanted to support new media. We wanted to, as unions, support the growth of a new, new industry. New jobs, more opportunity. I, yeah, it, it makes sense. But now, but it's costing us. It's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, if if either of us were to book a contract for like cable TV versus Netflix, mm-hmm. I bet you Netflix is going to make more money and more people are going to see it than it is on cable. But mm-hmm. we're going to get like Netflix pays less. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, and that's, that doesn't make sense anymore. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I really, you know, I hope that IATSE is, like, firm in their negotiation, negotiations, um, because this, what they, what they, 
what they do is going to set a tone for mm-hmm. everybody else. Hayatsi is the strongest of the unions, um, historically. Uh, they just have better bargaining position than SAG-AFTRA, and they, they typically take harder lines than the actors' union does. Um, it gets complicated because a lot of times actors' union members are also producers and are also directors, and, you know, like, those things are blended a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the the IATSE union is really, like, is, is really the, 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 the spinal cord of film and TV. Mm-hmm. If you like movies, if you like television, if you like any of this stuff, IATSE is really what makes it happen. Um, it is why there is nothing that will get you blacklisted in film and TV faster than being rude to IATSE members. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> you you show them respect or you get out of our industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can be rude to other actors. You can be rude to a lot of people and get away with it. You cannot be rude to the union because IATSE is, they are, they are, a, a, they are a group of people who <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. They will win. Mm-hmm. You don't mess with them. You don't disrespect them. And you appreciate the fact that they're freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, I just wanted to bring that up. I, I am I am in full support of... Um, uh, I am in full support of IATSE in this. Uh, I, I hope they hold out. I hope that they don't cave. I hope they push... Because um, the union... The, the, the industry needs to change. It really does. The industry needs to have a... Um, it really needs to go and find a way to bring everybody into streaming in a way that is mutually beneficial for everyone mm-hmm. um, moving forward so that actors and... Um, crew members and directors and all, all the people who work on this stuff don't get left in the cold while Jeff Bezos makes more money. Yep. I say as a Twitch streamer who gives 50% of my subscriptions to Jeff Bezos. So. Daddy Bezos. Oh, it's not Daddy Bezos anymore. No, it's Daddy Jaffe or something. Daddy ja- yeah. Jassy or... I don't remember. I don't remember. Yep. Um, Muddles and Chad saying YouTube is also doing odd things with their shorts concept. They will, they will give your copyright away in a concept called short sampling on every video you ever made if you don't turn it off. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. We'll have to look into that, Muddles. Yeah, I can't comment because I have no... I'm not sure, but I'll have to look into that. I think short sampling might be like um, stitching on TikTok. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, rights are also a weird thing on TikTok. I mean, rights are a weird thing on Twitch. Technically, if you're like a Twitch affiliate, they can use any of your material that you stream to their platform however they want. Mm -hmm. You give... You kind of give away... It's called a partnership agreement. You're, yeah. Wow. We, we're YouTube partners. Like, they could be like, hey, we need to use your video for something. And and they wouldn't have to, like, pay us. No, they, they would have to. Uh, it's complicated. The problem is it's complicated. Yeah. 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 But technically, yeah, they, like, own, like, like, technically, like, Twitch, like, owns, like, our, like, Twitch brand and image, in a sense. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, they can, like, they could use, like... Uh, it's it's in the affiliate contract because I, I know I read the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, they can use your image, your likeness, your brand if they want. Sort of. Like, no, yeah. no, no. no. They, they can be like Nerdy Nightly streams on Twitch and they can use our logo in that. But they can't say like we are Nerdy Nightly. No, 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 no. But they can like take... Uh, take our videos clips from our videos moment like they can use our likeness and our image mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah but only in so much as it's been on twitch right but mm-hmm. they can't like take our logo and like yeah. sell a t-shirt with our logo on no, it. no 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 you know like like and here's the thing like those contracts seem like they're worded so that like oh we completely own it for any use they can't just use your logo or your image like they can't sell twitch can't sell an image of my face no but they can use it in, they, in... they could use it in, like, an ad about the fact that I'm on Twitch, but they can't, like, they can't be, like, they couldn't, like, crop my face from a Twitch stream into a separate thing and then um, represent me as something else. No. That would be illegal. Like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, there are constraints on what they can do. They don't, yeah. like, own me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just... want to be clear that, like, people freak out sometimes and they're like, if you sign the affiliate agreement... They, they they can come take your computer because you streamed off of it. No, and I'm like, no, no, there are limitations. They can, like, put our logo in a Twitch ad and be like, look at who's on Twitch, and it could, like, scroll by. But they can't be like, we are going to stream under the name Nerdy Night. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a weird world out there. It is. Anyways, yeah. I, yeah, I hope that they're able to... There's a reason the Nightly Morning Show is now streamed live on YouTube. <laughs> 
Um, but that is our nightly morning show. Uh, if you watch this on YouTube, uh, please like the video. Please uh, leave uh, some comments down below. Or if you dislike the video, dislike it. Like, actually click the button. Uh, and leave mean comments down below because the algorithm god is hungry and we must feed her. If you do listen to this over on your podcast feed and you have an uh, Apple device, please consider going over to Apple Podcasts and rating this podcast as five stars. It, it, it's really the only way to grow as a podcast, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, there, it's hard to be discovered in that space. Yeah. Um, and uh, there are a bunch of you who listen. Uh, so thank you, everyone who downloads uh, this and the It's Just Video Games podcast each week. It means a lot to us. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we hope that you're enjoying us over there. You can also follow us over on Twitch, that service we were just talking about. I'm an affiliate uh, owned by Daddy Bezos uh, over at twitch.tv slash nerdynightly. I'm over at twitch.tv slash And as always, y'all... My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. Do something nerdy tonight, you dang nerds. <laughs> Bye. No, you do the end screen. Oh. <laughs>